Today, we dive into exactly how Facebook groups work, how they can be used to connect with your audience, and why building a community is incredibly powerful. Next on Make and Bacon. Hey there, I'm Jason Logston, and this is Making Bacon. We're all about helping you serve your fans, grow your income, and get the most out of your blog. Today's episode is brought to you by my very own self-publishing 101 course. The average home cook owns almost 50 times more printed cookbooks than PDF cookbooks. So why are you limiting yourself? With the advent of print-on-demand companies like Amazon KDP and Ingram Spark, it's now easier than ever to become your own publisher. But if you don't know what you're doing, you can waste not only your time, but also your money. After publishing 15 cookbooks, including a top 10 cookbook on Amazon. I know publishing, especially self-publishing, and I want to share my expertise with you. That's where my video course comes in, stepping you through the entire self-publishing process so you can get your printed cookbook up for sale on Amazon without making any mistakes. You can check that out at makethatbacon.com slash publish now. Now on to the show. As bloggers, we often try to build a community through our blogs and through social media, but sometimes we leave a valuable tool on the table. Facebook groups. But how can you actually create and grow a Facebook group of your own? Luckily, today's guest is the perfect person to help us out. She is an idea strategist, a natural educator, and community builder, the founder of Business 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 with over 33,000 members, the course creator circle, and leader of the impact team at Enever Group. She's all about ideas and educating your market through the power of community. I can't wait to learn from today's guest, ideas and marketing strategist, Linda Reed Enever. Linda, welcome to Make and Bacon. Hi. Good morning <laughs> or good evening in your time. <laughs> it's so nice to have you on and I can't wait to dive into all things Facebook groups. It's a big conversation around food bloggers right now. But before we get started, I always like to ask, what is it like around your dinner table on a typical day? Crazy. <laughs> no, look, there's the three of us here. We're, we're pretty we're pretty good. Um, we've got foodie child. So we've got foodie child who equals with her foodie mum who has a, a quality of food. And then we've got meat and three vegetable dad. So it just depends who's winning on what's what we're eating for dinner <laughs> you and i met at the grow and profit online summit and i loved your talk on building communities especially through facebook groups but some people don't always understand why it's so important to work on building a community can you talk a little bit about the benefits that community bring to your business I Absolutely. And guys, communities isn't just limited to Facebook groups. It's everything that you do on social media. Everything you do is all about building a community. And once we actually lose and we, because I look as a business owner, I get it. I absolutely get it. You want to make sales. But the reality of that is to make sales, you've got to build a community of people who like you enough to buy your stuff. Um, so everything you do out there is all about building a community, educating your market, working with people, trying different things, seeing what works. And I, you know, and Jason was just talking about self-publishing. Believe me, printed self-publishing books, you know, I'm a marketing expert. That's what we talk about. Um, you know, create that community, you know, educate your people and then run them. Now I've been doing community building. Oh God, don't, don't quote me. My daughter's 12. We launched our first community-based website, a parenting website when she was nine months old. So that's when we launched our first community-based website, but we've been working with communities and mark from a marketing strategy since, you know, 2000 and but go back to the 90s, you know, somewhere in the 90s, early, early 90s, you know, like 97, 98, I reckon was when we first started working with communities and we'd bring people together. Um, you know, you've only got to look at the fact that Facebook's turned 20. 
that's how long communities, that's how long social media. And before Facebook, there was this thing called MySpace. <laughs> and then there was this thing called MSN Chat. And way back in the dark ages when, you know, you used to have it pop up on your screen and you could make yourself a cute little cartoon character. Um, but there has always been community building. And communities have been around forever. You know, settlers would settle in a community. People would settle in a community. So all we've got to look at, not all we've got to look at, I make it sound so easy, don't I, is about bringing people together in a community for what they know, like, and trust and where they feel like they're part of that community. So whether that's your Facebook page, whether it's your group, whether it's your Twitter profile, whether it's your your TikTok area, it's all about making sure that people feel like they belong. And I think that community, what you said, people want to buy from people they like. That is a hugely important thing that a lot of people forget. When my community started to take off and I started to have people that were fans and more regular people that would show up, they're the people that would pre-order my book when I said, I have a book coming out and that's all the information they had. And they said, I want it. Like that's all they needed to know because they already believed me. What are some ways that you can create that community and start building that trust when you don't, you know, we, none of us start with it. We have to work towards building it up. <laughs> exactly. And you nailed it down. None of us start with it. None of us start with that community. Or we, we do in some ways. You know, if we've, we've got people that we've brought across the line and, and we've done that. Um, I suppose the best thing that I can say is, is it's about educating our people and educating our market along the way. If you create a Facebook group or a Facebook community with purely the intention just to sell, you're creating it for the wrong reason. Okay, and therefore it will always be hard work. It will always take forever to get anywhere. It will always take forever to grow. You'll feel like you're slogging away because the results you're not looking for are aren't community growth, aren't community change, aren't people getting through that process. It's going to be out there. And the other thing that I would love to talk about before we get into this, if you create a community, go, I don't want the others in my field in there because it's my space and I'm not letting anyone else come into my space and play in my zone. Yes. You can tell I'm frustrated about that at the moment because I can put the voice on for it. Then once again, you're not building a community because when we build communities, we build a space that is large enough for us to stand out and lead our, lead our space. But also there's got to be somewhere where the people we don't want to work with go. And they're the other people. You know, they're the other people in your industry. They're all of those other people. <laughs> I, know, I know that sounds horrible, but it is. There's going to be people who don't fit. And if you're not allowing them to find that other fit, then they are going to work with you. And then you end up with a really uninformed and horrible client relationship. So I'm not a big believer in in closing things off. The only place we close things off is my mastermind group. So things like the course creator circle, where it's me teaching course creation or things like, but even then, you know, there's other course creators in there and course creation coats in, in there, but things like the marketing circle, but something like business, 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 which we built is a space for business owners to learn, support, network, and do with each other. There's other coaches in there. There is other marketers in there. There are other, um, you know, design people in there. There are other course creation, thinkific experts in there. We really don't care. The, the number one rule about that space was, and the reason we created it, was to allow business owners to come together and get support. So the first thing you've got to do is find what you're passionate about and find what, what's going to go through through that journey. And as Jason said, you know, once that happens and you start building that following and you start building what you're passionate about, people will come and buy from you. We have a running joke in the office here. We put a, you know, Fredo Frog bet on of who's going to buy, who's going to be the first person to buy the ticket or who's going to be the first person. Because we, there's, a, there's a group that seems 
tend to buy a lot of what we're doing. So, you know, running poll, who, get, who gets a packet of Freddo's on, who, who guesses who's going to buy this product first or this book first or all those things as they come out. And it's a really good way of just, you know, not knowing your people. And I know my people well enough to know that that's going to fit that person. And I also, when we do this process, and it's really good when you start going through this, is if you sell something to someone who you know it's not going to fit, be upfront and honest and say it. You know, you've bought that product. That's not for you. Let's let's move you. Let's, I'm going to refund you that one. And we, we go through it that way. So community is all about trust. I love your point about working with our working with our competitors or people that are also in the space. With my work in the International Sous Vide Association, I work with sous vide cooks and sous vide cookbook authors and sous vide video people and it's all people that are generally competitors to me in sous vide that those are the books that i sell but those are the type of people like they recommend me to their audience i recommend them to my audience and to your point like there are people that do things better than me in sous vide and if someone wants that i say hey use this person i know them i trust them they'll take care of you and that builds that trust absolutely and that's a really key point so when you are looking at those sorts of things is to refer what is, what is right for the person because they still come back and buy from you when when it's necessary for them to be able to buy from you. I think one of the things when people create communities or they create a Facebook group is maybe not allowing the time. It takes time to run a community. It takes time to build your profile on a social network. It takes time. And we're in a society now where everything you're expecting an immediate result. I'll provide an example I provided to my marketing circle members today. We did the one video. And it was one video that went across three different platforms. And we were trialing it out because I've said, okay, fine, I'm going to get into this TikTok thing. I, I will actually give it a shot this time because, you know, every other time I've tried it, let's be really honest, I've got, eh, can't But we've, we've been looking at TikTok and we've been watching the results. And, you know, each video is getting about three, 400 views. So for a brand new platform with 20-something followers, that's not too bad. You know, 200 eyes on a video is not bad. We had one video go up on TikTok. It got two watches. And I went, we put a shitload of work into that video, not a shitload, but we put a, you know, a, a quite, you know, it was about half an hour of editing. I'm, I want more than two views on that video. Okay. So let's try it. Let's cross it across the platforms. And I'm a big one for repurposing stuff. So we popped it on Instagram reels in 48 hours. It had 500 views. Uh, we popped it on uh, YouTube yesterday. So it went into YouTube shorts yesterday. And believe me, YouTube shorts algorithm, no one's worked it out yet. But the YouTube Shorts version by inside the first 12 hours has had 250 views. So what it means is it's about delivering the content to the people where they want it. And obviously TikTok was not where they wanted that video that we'd spend a piece of time, but Instagram and YouTube, it worked. <laughs> but it is about delivering the content to people where they want it. And it's the same with your groups. It's the same with making sure that you give them the time and you deliver the content where they want it. So some of the content you deliver in your group, you might think is amazing, but it's too much for them to take in a group environment. So it might need to be on a Facebook page or it might need to be on YouTube and then link through to the content that you're providing. But running a Facebook group or running a community takes time. You need to be able to invest. You can't run a Facebook group and expect to check in on it once a week. It's just not how it works. You can automate the posting, you can automate a whole heap of things, but that Facebook group needs a daily check-in from the admin because there is, you can see it when a Facebook group doesn't have admin check-ins, the members will call you out for it. Where's the admin? Why are there bots? Why is this happening? And it becomes overwhelming. Okay. So our team would at least, I spend at least even on my days off because, you know, technically I'm not meant to be there, but I will still spend 15 minutes 
checking in on the group, but we make sure that I'm publicly not available. So we will quite often make an announcement, Linda's taking the weekend off, please don't private message her, um, you know, please don't try and drag her back into this space because uh, she's trying to stay away from it. <laughs> but I, we will be really honest with our people about what the availability is. But you need to look at if you're going to build a community, you need to give it its time to lead it. And that needs to be at least 10 to 15 minutes a day, your time. I like your concept of providing the value like and the content that people want where they want it. I heard a good presentation about TikTok and Insta, uh, Instagram Reels, and they were saying that similar to what you found, they're like, they never know which one a video is going to to go viral on, but they know that it's not going to be both. Like if it fails on TikTok, it always does good on Instagram and vice versa. Like they, the audiences there want completely different things. And so they're, they're like, that's our best indicator. We put it out. It fails on TikTok. We're like, great. This is going to do great on Instagram now, but it's people are looking for different things in different places. And look, you know, that's exactly it. They are looking for different things and we've just got to deliver the content when they need it. But your TikTok community, you're still building a community on TikTok. You're still building a community on Instagram and you're still building a community on YouTube or the Facebook group or the Facebook stories, wherever you put them out there. So give them also the respect that some community members are going to cross over. So you don't post the same stuff all on the one day. Because if they cross over, then they're going to get bored and go, oh, man, they, they don't have anything new to say to us. They're just posting the same stuff everywhere. So make sure that you are dripping that component out. Now, we're talking about, you know, Jason, you said the audience is quite a, a lot of bloggers here, but maybe podcasters as well, like yourself. Create a group around your blog or your podcast where you're talking about things and maybe you go a little bit inside the behind the scenes of the post. People are voyeuristic. They love to see the nuts and bolts of what goes in. The pre, I'm getting ready for pre-order. This is what I'm doing on the back end of this sort of stuff. This, you know, these are the three videos I posted. This one worked, this one didn't. You know, that's what I showed my marketing circle members this morning. They like to see what's going on. They like to see flops. They like to see successes. They like to see you in chaos. Um, that's what a community and a behind the scenes group is. But they also are there to cheer you along when things go to crap. You know, they will cheer you along, but you have to be honest with these people. You have to be clear and community orientated. And for those of you who see large Facebook groups like ours or anything like that, I'm going to dispel the myth of, yes, you can build a group fast and you can build it rapidly, but will it be the community and the people who will be engaged with you and buy from you? Because big numbers mean nothing. They mean absolutely nothing if they don't convert if they don't follow and engage. So if the Facebook group's got 40,000 people, but no one's commenting on it, no one's engaging in it, no one's liking the post, no one's posting, then it's going to not show up in the algorithm. So there is no point in having the group because every time you post, no one in the group's going to see anything because it's not any, not seen as a valuable content on Facebook. Whereas you've got something like business, 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 and we've, you know, we've been around for, since 2014. So it's a bit of time that we've had in the space building this community now, we've seen Facebook groups with no rules, no admin assistance. So, you know, we've had our pin post and I keep saying to the guys, we're sticking with our pin post because our people know how to find our guidelines in there. But we make sure that <laughs> we continue to educate our market and we continue to grow with that group. But that group has an 87% engagement rate. So it has an engagement rate of, of where we come through. Now, I know that our members will move through from time to time. Sometimes they'll be active. Sometimes they won't be active. Don't worry if they're not being active, as in commenting, but they're actually turning up and looking at the group. Um, 
community building is about being there for the lurkers as well as being there for the active people as well. And I think that's one myth people think, oh, you know, they're not commenting, they're not being active in my group, I must get rid of them. When Jason and I were talking at the Grow and Profit Online Summit, um, Clive had just won a $10,000 client from someone who had been in our group silent for two years. So, you know, they were lurking, they were still doing things. So if they're not commenting, it's your job as a community leader to work out what you've got to do to bring people out. Yeah, I do a ton of reading in groups and on blogs, and I, I rarely comment, you know, that it's I'm there, I'm enjoying the content, I'm consuming it, and I'm becoming a fan of the person, but I don't have time to comment on a lot of things. And if I got kicked out of groups because of that, like I would never purchase things from them down the road. Yes, I'm a true Scorpio. You kick me out of your Facebook group because I was an inactive member. I won't I won't buy and I definitely won't recommend. <laughs> and I definitely get burned to me for life. <laughs> you were talking about delivering the right content in the right place. And I think that's some of the confusion that can come around with Facebook groups is that there's Facebook pages, there's your profile in Facebook, and then there's Facebook groups. What kind of sets the groups themselves apart, especially when you create one of your own? Okay. Let's talk about Facebook in three different ways for a second. Facebook has what I call three different components. I'm going to bring it down to buildings. Your profile is your home, okay? That's the people you would let into your house, have cup of coffee with, let them around the dinner table at night and eat dinner, okay? So they're the people you, you get on your profile, okay? And your profile is the key to Facebook. So it opens up the opportunities for you to have a group or to have a, a Facebook page. Now, there are some things under terms of service that you can't do within Facebook profiles. You can't use your profile purely for business. And it's really got to be more personal than business. You know, maybe one business post a week going out there, but not, nothing more than that. Um, and you can't use it for commercial purposes because if you use it for commercial purposes, Facebook will take it away and they will take your pages and your groups and all the interaction that you've had. And under terms of service, you should never be able to set up a Facebook page again. Basically, you're in big, there's little Facebook jail and big Facebook jail. And as far as that's concerned, that's big Facebook jail. You're not coming back in, the walls are done. <laughs> Little Facebook jail is when they're giving you the warning. So little Facebook jail is when they're saying you don't use that feature too much or something like that. So they'll give you the warnings that way. And they'll say you can't use that feature for a little while. Okay. So you've got your Facebook house, which is the people you let into your house. So they're the things that, you know, you share photos of the kids, you share some stuff about what's going on in your life. You know, I shared this morning, oh God, I'm awake and I'm having coffee. You've got to have coffee because I'm an early podcast. Uh, and I'd share that maybe with those people, but most probably wouldn't share it so much with my business page. Your business page is your shop front. So think of your business page as your shop front. So, you know, you've got your retail, your bricks and mortar commerce place. Come in, have a look at what we do. Here's some tips along the way. Here's how, you know, style this lovely vase. Or So it's, it's your shop front or it's your magazine if we're talking in the world of bloggers. So it's your print magazine uh, and it allows people to be able to buy. So that is where you can run Facebook ads and you need a page to run Facebook ads. That's where you, where you can put your products in, in your Facebook shopping with your physical products. Now, remember Facebook shops, physical products only. Use your services tabs if it's ebooks and those sorts of things that you're selling. But you know, use your print on demand book, you know, go with Jason, get your print on demand book and then pop it into your shop bonus people can make buy stuff and it links to your instagram shop so it's even better and you can be demonetizing your facebook page that way and then you can share that to your group your facebook page can then be a link to a group so you can use the page to link to the group as well as your profile okay and when you create your own facebook page, facebook group you want to associate it with the page that you're trying to build that community around 
Now, when we first started groups, there was no linking to Facebook to pages. It was all linked to personal profiles and all of those sorts of things. So you can link to a group. And a group is those people you network with, those people who you want to, you know, maybe go to a networking function and you're going to, you know, the industry events. They're the people who come to the Facebook group, okay? And they're the people who get that little bit more in the circle. They get that little bit more stuff behind you and they they get that more community. Now, that is where Facebook groups, I think, I think fit in. So you've got home, shop front, networking. You know, you wouldn't most probably bring everyone from the networking event into your home. You wouldn't bring everyone who visits your shop front to your home. So it's about making sure you've got some clear distinctions about where people sit within that area. Um, this morning, I've woken up to about five personal friend requests from group members inside BBB. And there'll be a standard response back of going, thank you very much for sending through a friend request. I have my business page and my LinkedIn profiles over here. You are more than welcome to connect with me over here. But this is a mum space where I go a little bit crazy. And this is my personal profile. Because we can only have 5,000 connections on a personal profile. On a business page, you've got the amount that you want to do. So that's where you come into the community. That's why most of my posts out to BBB go out via one of the business pages so that we shortcut that, that private message. Can I be your friend, Linda, please? Um, component, which will, I look, I love to be connected with everyone, but there has to be some boundaries for you as the community owner too about where you can go and, you know, if you want to rant about the community for a minute or rant about your own life without it being seen as a business component or, or a community side of things. So you need to just make sure that you've got that boundary in place. So that's where, where groups come in. Now, groups have more functionality from being able to add polls. Uh, the admin assistant, if you're starting a new Facebook group, you'll get admin assistant, which is so awesome. One of our, my new groups has it. One of my other groups has it. BBB does not have it. And that's the group we needed in. So when you set up your Facebook group right now, spend that time on admin assist because you can decline posts that don't have any text to them automatically. You can set up declines for, for people who have, you know, had things removed from the group for a number of days. You can mute people for a certain period of time. You can slow down people who comment too fast. Look, I love it because we've got it inside two of our new groups and then this one is like, the one where I need it, it's not there. The one where we get all the post dumps and all of that sort of stuff. Give it to me. Give me, give me the admin assist. So use admin assist. You've got so many tools. But that, I can tell you, will cut down our time on BBB on the post dumps and the, the text posts. It will cut down our time by about an hour and a half a week when we get that into the BBB group because it's the stuff that we spend a lot of time going no post on, please add text to your post. <laughs> it is interesting doing the admins and trying to like moderate, you know, for a long time, we were just letting people in because people would request and we were new to Facebook groups and stuff. And then as we got bigger, we're up to, I think, 45,000 now in our exploring sous vide group. And it like became clear that like half or three quarters of the people that were, you know, trying to get in were just fake accounts or spam accounts and so trying to have to like add the questions and go through and start kind of protective on the upfront so that way we didn't have to be quite as protective once people were in there we knew that they were people that at least knew what a sous vide machine was and had a brand of sous vide like you know that's a pretty good like delimiter for whether or not they are belong in our community and look, questions went around when groups first started. You know, asking those questions went around. But, you know, we come to the same thing. If you don't answer the questions, you don't get it. Because once again, we could be, look, business, business, business could be about three times the size of what it is. But it's a community. We don't want 
the people who want to abuse other business owners in there. We don't want the people who want to spam the group in there. And we, you know, it's the community and, and leading a community in a space comes down to being respectful of what you don't want and, and setting those guidelines. So I cannot stress enough, running a group, set your guidelines as well. Considering it like a networking event. And if someone was at your networking event, if you're like most people and they were being a jerk and being rude to other people, you'd be like, hey, you know, get out of here. Like you don't belong here. But people are so seem to be really hesitant on their blogs and on Facebook groups to do that. And we have a very low tolerance policy that if you are a jerk to someone else, like you're gone. I, I'm a very busy person and I don't have time to have conversations with someone like, why were you a jerk? Why were you, you know, telling someone to go F themselves? Like it's, I have better things to work on. You're out of the group, move on. <laughs> and I think if we can't have common courtesy to people, and we've had that happen before, like we've had, and, and Jason, I'm sure you're in the same boat as me. You, then you get the message which, why did you remove me? Why did you do all of this? And you explain it and they become even more of a jerk. <laughs> and you're just like well you just reinforced why we did it you know thank you very much for, for doing that because normally what happens and you know i'll say this for admins because this is the stuff people don't talk about you've you've admined you've you've removed someone for the group this is the moment you need to have thick skin because that's the moment that if they're really a jerk they're going to come and fire about 10 messages at your private message and tell you how horrible and evil you are now the amount of times that i have been told bbb will go nowhere it will go nowhere. It will not make any money. It will not be a community. It won't be here in the next three years. And I get sit there and I go, when you've been doing it for seven years, come and tell me. And now we can sit there and say, you know, when you've been doing it for eight years, come and tell me. <laughs> My group is not going to go. So, but just be aware of it because you will get it, guys. And it's fine because they were never a community member in the first place. And all we've done is disqualify it you know, disqualify them from the community and disqualify and save yourself the time of working with a jerk, you know, and be grateful for that. Better to have the right people in your group. And that's another form of someone that is not a right person. They're someone that they're going to be more hassle to deal with than they are benefits. And they're going to chase away the people that might want to work with you and might be a good fit. So don't let them hurt your fans and don't let them hurt your business as well. So I wanted to talk about when people start groups a lot of the times, like my my group has a lot of people, yours has a lot of people, it's it's a vibrant place, people are commenting, you know, doing a lot of stuff, and then you go back and you start a new group, and it can be a very lonely place when you first get started doing your own group if you've never done it before. What are some ways to grow your group, get that engagement out of the gate, and start like creating a community when there might just be a handful of people in there to start? Okay, create the community, run the challenge. The, the quickest way to get a group going is to run a challenge, is to teach people something inside that Facebook group or inside that community. So think of what you're making, like take them through. And I'm sure you guys all know it. We, Charlotte and I love Uncle Roger and his egg fried rice and watching the egg fried rice videos that he makes. But, you know, if you were talking about, you know, if you were Uncle Roger, for example, you know, thanks, Nigel, you can take this idea if you want to. Um, but if you were Uncle Roger, for example, let's run people through a challenge about what they need to do to make egg fried rice. And maybe then different ways or different alternatives and different plays on that egg fried rice recipe. So, for you know, day one is let's go shopping. Let's buy what we need to have. What does your what need to look like? What, okay, what eggs do you need to put in egg fried rice? What rice do you need to use? And running it through and taking people through that daily challenge until they're ready to make the rice. And being able to do that, you've stepped people through that journey. You can run, you know, a, a course. We run 
Instagram challenges and a few things like that. We've run some those things and we'll run different, you know, different opportunities for the community. But turn up and continue to turn up because if you don't continue to turn up, then the group dies. Okay, so you continue to turn up. And our course creator circle is most probably one of those where we're just starting to get community engagement from people who aren't VIP members inside that space. And it's taken about 12 months to build that group to the point that people are prepared to comment. And the course creation can be a little bit scary. I get it. It is one of those markets where people are there to extract all the knowledge they can get for free and then ask for help and then do all of those sorts of things. So we we know that and we, we work within that space. But the content that we continue to provide in there is always educational. If you're at this stage of your course creation journey, do this. Now, what we're seeing is we're seeing the clicks, we're seeing the the read-throughs, we're seeing all those things happen on it, but we're maybe not seeing the comments and those sorts of things happen. But what Facebook are looking for from the group point of view is did someone click on what was shared in the group? Did they comment? Did they like it? And if they've done one of those things, Facebook see it as valuable content. So that's what we need to keep doing. So look at your insights, because if I'd looked at the insights of that group, I most probably, oh, no, no one's responding. No, but we've got lots of likes. We've got lots of, com- of comments. So it wasn't look, lots of likes and lots of clicks, but not so much the um, the comment side of things. So if we looked at that, we most probably would have been a, bit, a little bit disheartened. Don't give up on your group too soon either. Okay, so make sure that you're challenging it. Email, you start a group, you've got an email list. Most bloggers would have an email list because, you know, we've been adding call to actions on the bottom of our blog to sign up to our newsletters since God forever. And if you haven't, make sure you do. (laughs) Make sure you send an email list, an email out to your email list saying, hey, we've created this new online community. Do you want to join? We did so. Clive's got a business wisdom group. It's a brand new group. Started out, it's got about 150 members, I think, starting to hit into that way. And it's a brand new group started out. Where we where we sit with that one is we just emailed the the newsletter list and we did it twice and we said this is your invitation to join the business wisdom community. We said what was going to be covered in it and let them come through. We'll most probably run that campaign again in a month to remind people to come and join that. So taking them off your email list to your Facebook group is not a bad thing because it allows them to engage with content with you in a different area. Then you can use the group to take them back to the email list. Now there's one thing with groups and email lists that I want to give a warning, do not use a group scraper. Don't use a group tool to scrape people's email addresses out because if you scrape any information off Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, they don't like it. They take your account away. You're in big big Facebook jail or big LinkedIn jail. Some people use as a question saying like, do you want my free guide? If so, put in your email address when new users sign up You know, for their Facebook group. Is that something that is okay or is that something that Facebook would frown on? That's okay because if they popped in, but you can't use a scraper to get those email addresses out. You have to physically go and add them to your email list as far as Facebook's concerned. So there are there, there are little Chrome, Chrome tools and that sort of stuff that you can scrape those email addresses out with. Um, but, yes, if you get into the nitty-gritty of Facebook's terms of service, that's a no-go no zone. And you're probably alienating some percent of your audience that doesn't knows that they never gave you their email address and suddenly they're getting emails from you and they probably wouldn't be happy by that anyway. Yep. Make an announcement. Put an opt-in form and make an announcement. If you want to give away something to your group, make an announcement and allow them to opt in. Because one unengaged, you know, unengaged subscribers hurt your open rate. It hurts your delivery rate. It hurts all of those sorts of things. So making sure that you, um, you know, and I see so many people going, I'm not paying for un- subscribers who aren't active. So why would you try and attract subscribers who aren't going to be active from the first place? You know, using your mailing list, using 
like I view my Facebook group as another product basically that I have and it's a free product, but it's one that I need to promote on my blog. I need to promote on my website or on my, uh, my mailing list on other social media. I try to let people know that I have a Facebook group. If you want to connect and have conversations back and forth, like that's the place where I am generally active doing that. And like you said, it, it's a different way to communicate than just the newsletter is or just Instagram, you know, posts are. So I like that concept a lot. So you talked about creating a challenge to build engagement. Are there certain types of posts that you've seen that do drive comments a little bit better or that people seem to reply to or respond to a little bit more? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the promote your business post. <laughs> Yes, the good old promote your business place, that one that one skyrockets. Uh, no, look, okay, give your people a chance to show up what they do. So if we're talking about, you know, you're a recipe making a food blogger and you've given someone a recipe or, okay, let's take the, let's take, because this episode sponsored by the cookbooks, by self-publishing a cookbook. Okay, so let's say we're going to self-publish a cookbook. Let's look at a strategy for using a Facebook group to do that. Okay, so we're, we're getting into our food cookbook area. Now, we're not, be very smart about what you name the group because you don't, you know, you're going to produce seven or eight cookbooks over your time, hopefully. Uh, you're not going to just produce one. So, you know, cooking with whoever, blah, blah, blah. This is what we're going to cover. Take them behind the scenes. So take them behind the scenes of the photo shoot. Take them beside, behind the scenes of the book. You know, I'm going to try this recipe out uh, and give them, give them a couple of test recipes and to get them to test it out as well along the way because then you go, oh, it worked for, oh, I missed a step or I did this or I did something like that. So you've taken people behind the scenes. They were already invested in buying the buying the book because they've tried out a couple of recipes. Did it work? Share your photos. As the book gets ready to launch or goes through the ebook stuff, you might do a few video walkthroughs about how you've been creating stuff and what's going through that area. When the book launches, run a competition or run a, a challenge inside there. Okay, we're going to pick out four recipes from the cookbook and we're going to make them this week. And we're going to see what the dinner is. Have you made recipe X, Y, Z? And what did the family think of it? Run a poll, run those sorts of things. Once again, we're promoting people through, but we're also subtly promoting the book because, you know, what did you think of the, uh, you know, bacon that we cooked in a slow cooker? Well, how did it go? Don't know. Don't ask me once again. Foodie, foodie uh, mummy, but mummy would like, like loves to outsource fooding. <laughs> but, you know, just have a look at it from that point of view of where did we go? Where did people do? What did they do? You know, what was the best cooking hack that you had? Is there a tip of mine that you've seen that you think I should be including in this next book? Ask them those sorts of things and really take them behind the scenes, but run them through a challenge. You know, I've got these three recipes. Which one do you actually want to see in the book? I love that idea. Cause when I talk about self-publishing, I'm always saying like, to sell your book, like you have to keep talking about it constantly, but you don't have to be like in your fans' faces saying like, buy this. And I think doing that behind the scenes things, like you're saying like, here's two recipes for my book. Which one do you like better? Like you're promoting your book. You're talking about it. It's top of mind for them then, but you're not just saying like, buy this from me. You're providing content and entertainment to them. Brings us back to what we first started with is like making them feel a part of what you're doing and a part of your success. <laughs> Well, Linda, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise. I know it's early in Australia and I appreciate you, you know, taking time out of your busy morning uh, to come on and share your, your great expertise about Facebook groups and community and marketing. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. And if you create a Facebook group, make sure you comment on this podcast episode and let us know where it is.
If you want more from Linda, you can head to lindaeditor.com slash AU, and we'll have all the links to her Facebook groups and her, her Instagram and her courses in the show notes. So you can check all that out. And Linda, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. This has been Bacon Bacon. We're all about helping you serve your fans, grow your income, and get the most out of your blog. Until next time, I'm Jason Logston.